On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooth. This is Landon Collins. Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast with J.P. Finley. With the 66th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Antonio Gibson, running back, Memphis. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. Three rounds of the NFL Draft in the books. The Redskins have made two. Two selections. Number two overall pick, Chase Young. We talked about him for an hour last night. You should be very excited, if not aroused, as we discussed. Uh, The third round, the 66th overall pick. There were no trades, no funny business, no shenanigans. The Redskins stuck where they were, and they drafted Antonio Gibson out of the University of Memphis. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. We will find out. Uh, we're going to dig in here in a minute. Uh, draft weekend so damn exciting. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. We have a ton of loaded interviews and then reaction with uh, Mitch Tischler, Pete Haley, and I. We are brought to you by the great folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Hope you do the same thing. Special shout-out to our guy, Bobby Aji. We're, uh, we're thinking about you, Bobby. Busy, busy time for the Redskins, yet they've only made two picks in three rounds. Clearly, the Trent Williams stuff is kind of hanging over everything. It's still hanging. There's been no resolution. At this point, I don't know that it's coming. There's lots of reports about lots of things. Um, We'll get into some of that. We're going to do Trent at the end of the episode again, um, like we did last night with the Chase stuff, because I think it's important to get to all the cool stuff before we get to the other stuff. Uh, Let's bring in Mitch and Pete. Gentlemen, let's start with the pick. Antonio Gibson. Pete, you go first. Reaction. So I know there's a lot of interest in whether he's going to be a running back or a receiver. How will they use him? I don't think it really matters. The Redskins couldn't even score 17 points a game last year. They're the only team in the NFL who couldn't get over that mark. Wherever Gibson is, they just need to get him the ball, and they need more guys like him. So it's encouraging to see Ron Rivera bring this guy in. I know Scott Turner probably gave a huge fist pump when he saw this pick come through. Dwayne Haskins probably did the same. He's exciting. He makes enormous plays. His touchdown to touch ratio in his senior year at Memphis, I'll pull up the stats because I have them here. So he had 38 catches and 33 carries as a senior at Memphis. That's 71 touches. He ended up in the end zone on 12 of those. So that's 71 touches, 12 touchdowns. That's crazy. That's just an a really explosive good. to add. And I think, you know, I, of all the receivers and playmakers we've heard of in the draft, Antonio Gibson wasn't one I necessarily had a huge file on. But as we've gotten to learn about him and see what he did in Memphis, I think it's a really, really intriguing addition to this offense and a necessary one too. 
There's a Doug Farrar story I encourage everybody to go read about Gibson. He called him the most explosive athlete in the draft. I put that on my Facebook page. Mitchell, tell the truth. I'm guessing you wanted to tackle at 66. I did want to tackle, but I'm looking at what's happened here kind of at the end of the third round and a bunch of those kind of guys who would have been available um, at the at the 66 are probably going to be a lot of a couple of those guys are going to be available in the fourth round. So hopefully they're able to snag a guy there uh, tomorrow. Um, to me, I think that's, that's got to be at close to the top of the list, if not at the top of the list. But as far as uh, Antonio goes, there, like you said, JP, there was no, sh- no shenanigans, no tomfoolery, no ballyhoo. Uh, they took a guy who's explosive. He had seven touchdowns that were 40 yards or longer. Pete mentioned all the running and receiving stats. He also had um, a kick return for a touchdown as well. So he's another guy that can help out in the, in the kicking game. And honestly, we saw last year with Steven Sims, what happens when you get explosive players on the field, you get explosive plays. And obviously that's something that this offense has missed for since Deshaun Jackson left more or less. So I like adding more athletes, more guys with speed, more burners, more guys that can take the ball to the house and, Ron Rivera and, and those guys can can get creative on the offensive side of the ball. We saw, obviously, what, what they did with uh, Christian McCaffrey in terms of getting the ball in his hands. You know, move around guys like Steven Sims and Crete and uh, Antonio uh, Gibson. Gibson. Gibson, thank you. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> so but move him around on the field and, and get him into, into mismatches and uncomfortable situations for the defense. And We want to thank Orsman Fairfax Toyota. Go check them out. Go check out Orsman Chantilly Toyota. All those Orsman dealerships are open during this quarantine, lockdown, whatever it's called. They are there. Go see them. They'll take care of your brakes. They'll take care of your transmission, whatever you need. They can sell you a car, too. We got a lot in this podcast. We had an incredible interview with Antonio Gibson where he tells a story about his grandmother. Actually, I got his mom to come on the interview, and his mom tells a story about his grandmother that it's almost a tearjerker, except they were so excited. The sad part of it didn't come through, but people are going to love this kid, I think. We also got to talk to Ron Rivera. Pete, go ahead. Uh, I just want to give you a little props of, you know, not to totally bog this down, but we've seen you kind of grow as a Redskins insider, and I've seen you do a lot of cool things with interviews with players, but I thought you asking Antonio to go get his mom in that moment and having her come on was one of the most creative and genius ideas you've ever had. So props to you and then props to them for being so interesting to talk to. Thank you, pal. We had a great talk with Ron Rivera. Uh, We asked him about Trent Williams. Obviously, you got to ask that question. Asked him about Gibson and kind of what it means elsewhere on the roster. So we're going to run – he's a head coach. We're going to run Ron first, then we're going to run Gibson. And then what a cool moment. And and big credit to Redskins PR for helping us and to Amanda Zimmer, who just does an incredible job. She works with us. We had Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, and Terry McLaurin on at the same time. Uh, you guys are going to love that, obviously. Mitch? Everybody's we're raising their hand. JP fin- we're making this a J.P. Finley appreciation pod. But, again, at the start of that interview with Ryan Day and Terry McLaurin, you guys are going to love the way J.P. set them up. It was <laughs> ingenious and awesome and incredible, and he is a great insider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving. Thank you very much, Mitch. Um, I can't even tell if you guys are doing bits at this point. I was here um, at all. All right. You talked about who all's happy about the Antonio Gibson pick, and you named Scott Turner. You named Dwayne Haskins. I don't know how happy the running back room is about Antonio Gibson. I'm curious about the wide receiver room. Like, so I, I wrote some things down. I got a pencil tonight. 
So doing these Zoom calls takes my computer away, and so I got to use a piece of a notepad and a pencil. I took but, a screen grab of you. You look like a, and I hope, I want to post this later. You look like a college professor right now, and it, I got a perfect screen grab. I want to put it on our Instagram, Redskin Sock Pod. I love the pencil. You can, but you have to thank Danny Frank. Can you see this pencil? Oh, Bayonne? No. Augusta oh. National. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is that the juiciest pencil in the world? I'll tell you what, J.P. Finley, I was with you when, at Augusta when we, when we borrowed those pencils. When I acquired this pencil. <laughs> I said borrowed. Yeah, I tell you what, I will happily bring it back. So running backs, this is kind of interesting. We just did this a couple weeks, last week or something with Kaim on the pod. It was a great question from one of our listeners. Hey, what running back is the safest on the roster? I said J.D. McKissick. I think some folks said Adrian Peterson. But let me just read off these names. Adrian Peterson, J.D. McKissick, who they just signed. Antonio Gibson, who they just drafted. Darius Geis, who they drafted two years ago in the second round. Bryce Love, who they drafted last year in the fourth round, I believe. And then Peyton Barber, who they just signed. They're only going to keep four of these guys. And there was already a bit of a traffic jam with five of them. Now you have six. It's entirely possible they can keep Antonio Gibson as a wideout because Pete hit us with his stats. He had more catches than he did runs, but this is a guy that is kind of built as a running back just with explosive athletic ability. Yeah, the, the split was 38 catches, 33 runs, basically 50-50. I mean, it reminds you of J.D. McKissick. McKissick was way more of a receiver in college, and then he kind of transitioned to running back. Gibson, we're not sure, but just now your second kind of just put him on the field, and then the ball will come to him at some point. We just don't know what position necessarily it'll happen. What's the YPC, Pete? Because that, that'll be rather telling on the receiver part of this. So the – oh, my God. I, the yards per catch is 19.3, and then if you want to hand him the ball instead of throw it to him, He'll go 33 for 369, which is 11.2 yards per carry. Oh, my God. JP, JP, you give the ball to Antonio Gibson, the average play you'll get is a 15-yard gain. That's gaudy. That's pretty good. Now, remind me, is that the AAC, the All-American? Who's Memphis yep. playing? Cincinnati, AAC. Tulane, and – Houston, Cincinnati, Tulane, Memphis, Navy. We, they were here – so it ain't the Southern Miss, but it's not the Sun Belt either, right? I mean, right. You know, they call that the Fun Belt in football. I am aware. I've gambled on a few Fun Belt games just like you, Mitch. Those are wild numbers. 12 TDs on 70 touches is crazy. 15 yards a touch. Is anyone nervous? Because I'm looking at the wideouts, and I might have forgotten somebody because this is top of my head because my computer's over here. McLaurin, obviously. Cam Sims, obviously. Harmon, Terry Quinn. Cam Sims, who am I forgetting? Hold on, you just you just mixed up like nine players. You said Cam Sims twice, and then uh, Terry Quinn. So it's Steven. Sims. I said McClure. McClure. Terry McClure. Yeah, Steven Sims. There you go. Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, Cody Latimer. Latimer, thank you. And then yeah, just a bunch of. Did you say Kelvin Harmon? Yes. Yes. Okay. So so that's six. So maybe you can leave Gibson. I think Gibson counts as a half a running back and a half a receiver right now. The good thing is Peyton Barber was a one-year deal, so it's very cheap, and that seems like an insurance policy in case Geis isn't healthy. And then at receiver, Cody Latimer was another cheap guy, so you let Antonio Gibson come in and just 
feast. And I think he can be better as a running back than Peyton Barber is in terms of making big plays. And he can certainly do more than Cody Latimer, whose biggest year was 24 catches. So I think Gibson slots in ahead of those guys. And then as for who else he's able to overtake, it's going to be up to him in training camp. Because this is a guy who only really took over as a senior at Memphis. He played in community college and then was really quiet as a junior. So he only has a track record of one season. So it's not like he's super polished and has a really long uh, past of stats. It's, he's kind of a one-year wonder, so we need to see what he can do at the NFL. It's not going to be the easiest of transitions, I don't think. You also look at the game day rosters are being expanded to 58 this year. So you have three extra spots, and, and one of those spots maybe goes to a, to a, to a, a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy like uh, Antonio Gibson. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily have to slot him in necessarily at, at wide receiver or at running back. He can just be, you know – like the guys coming out of high school who are who are great players or just athletes, he might just be take one of those slots as an athlete spot because you know that he can help out in the kick game and obviously the other two phases of the offense. And anytime you can get that much speed on the field or a guy with that much speed on the field, it's going to be helpful. And it's a, it's a small thing now. I I don't put too much stock in kick returning because you know there's been so many touchbacks, but Stephen Sims did have a nice kickoff return for touchdown last year. But punt return, I mean, this team has been so boring. Not even bad at punt return, but just boring. It's been so many fair catches and Trey Quinn's getting – Since Santana yards. Moss. Yeah, since Moss and uh, guys before then. I mean, B. Mitch. We had B. B. Mitch. Right. Antonio Gibson. That's the last time. That's the last really good punt return the Redskins have and hopefully the next really good one. So Gibson at least will be right there able to contribute from that spot, I would assume, in, in day one as soon as he puts on the burgundy and gold. Who's more nervous about Antonio Gibson, Steven Sims, or Darius Geis? Mm. If it's strictly those two guys, it's got to be Steven Sims because I think he's closer to that type of player. I think he's more of a threat to whoever the back-end wide receivers are and the back-end running backs because if you have one guy that can do both jobs, you don't have to keep that sixth or seventh wide receiver or that fourth running back maybe because he can count as both your seventh wide receiver and your fourth RB. Ron loves versatility. Loves versatility. Tiger with Mitch saying Sims. I don't think Gibson can do what guys can do when we saw Darius like have that day in Carolina when he was just looked like one of the better running backs in the NFL if he was able to replicate that. I don't think Gibson can ever become that. I think Gibson will be more of a McKissick, a Sims role player, but a really good one, hopefully. Agree. What there isn't room for are more injuries. I, I think Bryce Love needs to get on the field. Yeah. He's um, very nervous. Right? I think Peyton Barber and Bryce Love should be most nervous. To me, AP is a sure thing. I don't see any of that. I'm curious. Josina had a tweet that she had an announcement from AP or some news coming. Hmm. So, Does that open up one of those guys possibly to a day three trade opportunity? I just don't – who I don't are you know. What do you get? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a crowded it's a crowded backfield. It's a crowded backfield, but it's a crowded backfield with two guys with one guy that's never played and another guy that gets hurt a lot, and another guy in Peyton Barber that's on a I don't want to say nothing because that's rude, but like his contract allows him to be released. You know, it's crowded for late April, but it's not crowded for late August. Yeah, I just I know Adrian. 35, that's an age that just sticks out, especially when Ron seems to be viewing this as such a long-term project. But Rivera also strikes me as a guy who really values veterans, proven veterans, 
Hall of Fame type veterans. And when they re-signed Peterson, Ron had a quote in the press release saying Adrian will be a terrific example and help move this team forward. I, I think if Gibson is going to cost somebody their job, it's going to be the barbers of the world. It's not AP. Bryce Love. Yeah. I don't think Adrian is in anywhere near danger because of a Memphis player joining the team. Well, I mean, Ron has talked, talked all offseason about wanting to create competition at every position. And you know what? I mean, he's creating a lot of competition at running back, and there are a lot of horses back there. He's, I guess he's waiting. He's trying to see who's going to be able to step up and, and, and be the guy. And, and, you know, he's living up to his word, which is, which is what we, we've come to expect from him. Well, let's not Ashburn ourselves either. I mean, a lot of potential, but we don't know what the hell these guys are going to do. I just said competition. Okay. It's an interesting pick. It's an explosive guy. You hope it pans out, right? Because I think there were way more – I think there were higher floor guys available for sure at positions of need too. Yeah, it's definitely a little more experimental because, again, Gibson just had one year at Memphis. It's Memphis. It's one year. He doesn't have three years at an SEC school or Big Ten school. But I think if you just want to boil it down to the most basic thing, the Redskins need to score more touchdowns, and Antonio Gibson was really good at scoring touchdowns. That could be a nice little pairing for both of them. It's a great point. The Skins have been awful in the red zone. Not enough home runs. Steve Sims, Terry McLaurin started hitting a few home runs. Guys hit in limited time. Guys hit a few. You need more home run hitters. Mitch is the ex- baseball expert here. I'm sure he'll agree. I totally agree. More home run hitters. The dude is 240 and ran a 4 4 40. That's a, that's a bowling ball right there. I think that's more. It's a fast. I think, right. I don't think bowling ball is the right term. What's 240 at running back? Yeah, but bowling balls aren't tipped. Like Jerome Bettis was a bowling ball. He's a compact human being that moves very, very quickly. He's a Dodge Charger. It's not like a sports car, but that thing's fast. Yeah. Like, isn't that the car Walter White was driving around the end of Breaking Bad? Yes. That's what, that's what Antonio Gibson is. <laughs> and you can pick one up at Orsman Automotive of Virginia. I assume you can. Good um, point, Professor. <laughs> you have a typewriter over your shoulder. You, you are in a professor's office right now. <laughs> Do you have the tweed elbow pads? I'm not even wearing a jacket. You think I have, you think I have elbow pads on a shirt? I figure it's draped over. It's it's draped on a hook on the back of the door or something. I'm confused about lecture that we had. When are your office hours? Uh, you'll have to ask the TA. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to interviews. Pete, you get to decide right now. Should we go to Gibson first or Ron first? I think you're right. While Gibson was really touching and personal and unique, I think it's good to hear why Ron chose Antonio and then lead into Antonio reacting to becoming a Redskin. All right, uh, here comes Ron Rivera, then will be Antonio Gibson and his mom. And maybe, like, there was someone else in there that might have been his sister. His sister. It was his sister. And then, you know it's a big day on the pod when we're not getting to Terry McLaurin and Ryan Day until the third interview. So, enjoy all this. We're brought to you by the folks Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them, want you to do the same thing. On the very end, we're going to come back and we're going to talk Trent because this damn thing's a mess. But let's have fun. Listen to these interviews and then come back and get set. Here comes Ron Rivera. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The head coach of the Washington Redskins, Mr. Ron Rivera. Ron, I want to start by thanking you for your time. Obviously, this is very busy for you right now. Let's start with the pick you just made. Memphis wide receiver, maybe running back, Antonio Gibson. Why'd you make this pick? And, and what position does this guy play? Well, this guy has a position flex. He, he can most certainly play both both those positions and you know he's a young guy we think come in and can make an impact from the beginning you know we, we, whether it's going to be on special teams uh, whether it's going to be on the offensive side as a runner as a receiver you know he is a multi-talented young man he's a little bit of a Swiss army knight but he's a guy that's going to come in and, and create some situations for us he's a guy that as we talked about during the uh, the draft meetings coach Turner Scott Turner talked about the plan that he could envision for this young man so that was one of the things that really kind of stuck in our mind as we were going through this process. I know in Indy, there was a lot of talk about getting playmakers for Dwayne. Is is this a guy you think can help right away getting on the field? Yeah, and and, and not just, you know, helping the quarterbacks out, but helping all the other positions. You know, he, he's got speed. He's a vertical threat. Um, he's a threat with the ball in his hands. He's a threat through the middle. So he's going to open things up for his teammates. He's going to help our receivers, help our tight ends, help our other backs. So, you know, this is a guy that can come in and, and be part of what we're doing from the beginning. Hey, Ron, Antonio was somebody who didn't really pop in college until that senior year. When you see someone like that, do you feel like there's a lot of untapped potential for him and room for him to grow on your team? Yes, you you, you talk about growth. You know, here's a young man that was very steady at the first portion of his career, you know, going through the JUCO thing. But once he got into to, 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 to the major college football, Division One football, you started to see his growth. And then you see his growth as you watch the season progress. With the ball in his hand, he's a dynamic player. Leading into the draft, you talked a lot about wanting to add versatility, guys that could play multiple positions. Obviously, this is a guy that can do that, but also is his explosiveness. How important was it for you to add somebody who was dynamic like that and, could, and was a deep threat and take the, a deep threat to take the ball all the way? It was very important just because, again, a guy like that's going to help his teammates. I mean, you know, everybody looks and look at what Terry did last year for the, for, for the guys around him. You know, at one point, this team had three rookie receivers on the field at the same time, four at one, at one point. And when you have that many rookies playing, they're developing, they're growing. Well, a guy like Terry made an impact right away. And, and again, you know, I put another football player on the field that can help make an impact, that's going to help the other guys around him. That's important and that's invaluable. And, and again, as I said, going through our draft meetings, Scott Turner was very positive about the, uh, about the, uh, the role that, uh, you know, the, the plan that he had envisioned for this young man. Last night, Kyle Smith told us that trade talks with Trent Williams are ongoing. There's been lots of reports about what teams are or are, are not interested. There's been lots of tackles drafted in the first three rounds here. Can you give us the latest on kind of the status of Trent Williams with the organization and what you guys are hoping to get done this weekend? Well, we're hoping to see if there's if there's a viable trade option for us out there. And as we go through this process, hopefully we can be able to put ourselves in that position. You know, the, the, the draft is still ongoing. So the talks are still ongoing and we'll see how things map out. But again, you know, we have time, you know, nothing really is happening as far as the draft is concerned for us. We just got to continue to work through the process. Well, I'm sure you would love to answer 10 more Trent Williams questions. I'll take it forward. 
where do you and Kyle Smith's vision, something you speak so much about, you guys being united, where are you now looking as day three is on the horizon for you? Where are you going to try and address this team next? Well, you know, as you look at, we have a couple of other positions of need, but, but one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to forsake what the board tells us. You know, our, our guys did a lot of good work. Uh, you know, just looking at what, what Kyle and the guys did in terms of putting the board together, putting guys in position, and then going through the meetings with us coaches. And now we've set the board. So as we go through it, you know, we have several positions we feel that we can add some quality young players, guys that we think that still will have an opportunity to grow and become starters or grow and become impact players for us. So um, that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at guys that we think can help us, whether it be an offense alignment, a defense alignment, you know, a playmaker on both either side of the ball. But, um, you know, we're not looking for one specific position. We're looking to add guys that can help us. You've been on with us for five minutes, and I think JP mentioned Chase Young once. You talked a little about him yesterday. Tell us something that you were most impressed with learning about Chase along the way. Tell us something we don't know about Chase. Well, you know, one thing I was really appreciative of is, you know, the opportunities I've had to, to speak with him. He's a very personable young man. I don't think people really, you know, understand that this 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 young man really has a tremendous desire to want to succeed. You know, listening to him in our conversations, you know, one of the neat things about being at the Combine is is you get an opportunity to speak to somebody away from the crowd. And I had that opportunity with Chase at one point. He had a little glitch in his schedule. He had an opening, and I happened to see him standing around, so I pulled him aside, and we got a chance to talk. And, you know, when, when you can get a young man to just sit down and talk with you and, and, and you know, kind of, you know, let his guard down, it, it was kind of neat. And, and I got a little bit of a feel for him. I was pretty excited about it. And then when we had our formal interview, uh, he was excellent in, in that period of time. So, again, this is a guy that, you know, Unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to spend the amount of time you normally do. You know, during the, the normal, you know, um, scouting season, you know, you'd had dinner with him, you'd have gone and met his parents, you know, all those types of things are, are, are still to be done. And so we'll see how it goes. And, and hopefully when things kind of slow down, we'll get an opportunity to, to get to know him a little bit better. Gibson. Takes the handoff, spins free, makes the man miss, look out, he's electric, down the sidelines, can they catch him? Gibson's gone again, come on! It is a big pleasure to welcome in new Redskins draft pick Antonio Gibson, selected with the 66th overall pick. If you notice, Antonio, I didn't say what position. I'm going to let you answer that for us, but I'd like to start with you telling us who made the call and how excited you were to get the news that you are now a Washington Redskin. Um, Coach Rivera, and, um, you know, as soon as he made the call, I was super excited. Uh, you know, kind of heart dropped to the bottom of my stomach. And, um, after that, it was just kind of a little tears, a little emotions going here and there. So it's a good feeling. Antonio, JP just said he's not going to talk to you about what position. Well, what position do you feel most comfortable? I just asked you about what you like to do. You said you like doing all of them. Which one you feel most comfortable doing? Um, honestly, not to sound cocky, but I feel comfortable at um, either position. Um, if it's on special teams, running back or receiver, um, you know, wherever the team needs me, um, I'm willing to do it, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Antonio, we talked a little about the Gus's Fried Chicken down there in Memphis. There's one <laughs> up in Greenbelt in Maryland about 10 minutes away from the – from the stadium. Don't eat too much of that because they need your speed. Seven you, touchdowns you. of 40 yards or more. How explosive are you? Super explosive. I feel like, um, you know, once I see that second level and I put that speed on, um, you know, I feel like I got this, um, I call it the second gear. Um, you know, it's kind of like a sprint. And then when I see that um, open field, it's another gear. And I, um, I kick into it. And after that, I feel like it's a wrap. You're a guy who really, really turned it on as a senior in school. 
what happened that year that allowed you to kind of break out and have such a successful year and then end up becoming a third round NFL pick? Opportunity. That first year, uh, we had a lot of talent um, in the backfield and in the receiver core. I was competing day in and day out um, every week. Um, you know, I was getting told I was going to have a chance to, um, you know, showcase my talent. Um, it just never came to that, but, you know, I didn't take it um, to heart. I took my role on special teams and um, I did it, um, you know, 100%. That offseason, I kind of went in with a chip on my shoulder. Even the beginning of this season, I didn't get the opportunity, um, like, like I wanted, um, but it started, you know, moving along. I started getting opportunities, and I capitalized on every chance I got. Mitch started talking about hot chicken and, and your explosiveness, and I got a little nervous there. Luckily, <laughs> things stuck to the football field. Antonio, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with Scott Turner's offense, the Redskins offense coordinator, and kind of what Christian McCaffrey has done in that system? Definitely. Um, you know, somebody kind of compared me to him, and um, they said, I don't know if you want to be compared, but I feel like that's a good thing, a good guy to be compared to. Cause that's, that's not chicken. Yeah, that's that's what I want to be. Uh, that's what I uh, want to bring to the league. You know, somebody who could play running back. Also, you know, I play receiver. Um, and keep that nature. So, you know, he's rushing. He's rushing for a thousand and catching for five hundred. Um, you know, that's what I want to bring. Um, when the time comes. Antonio, you say your well, your mom is from the area. Your sister was born up here as well. How yes. it's kind of like you coming home in a sense. Although you weren't born here, you have those ties. How much? I mean, how proud are you to be drafted by the Redskins team when your mom being from this area? Man. Uh, it's just that side of the family. You know, they kind of talked about it, but they didn't know it was going to happen. Oh, you coming to the Redskins. You finally get to see you play, Um, you know. But that side of the family never got to see me play much because they were so far. You know, a few of them um, got to come out see a couple games. But, um, you know, now the whole family can see me. Uh, it's going to be exciting to be able to play in front of them. How excited were you to get that call from seven from 703 phone number? Were you, were you expecting the Redskins were, were on your radar? Was that a team you spent a lot of time talking to? I had a meeting with him, you know, I talked to him, uh, but I feel like it was always the same around, like, every coach, you know, I had my meetings with him. I did well, you know, they told me they, um, you know, loved me or whatnot. Uh, they liked what I could do on the field, but, you know, it was kind of consistent around every team, so I was, you know, I was stuck in a uh, situation to where I was like, I don't know who would, like, actually draft me, and uh, when they called, it was just a shocker because that's where my mom's from and that side of the family, so it was kind of crazy. You're wearing that Redskins hat. I assume you now have a bunch of other hats that are now useless to you. What are what is going to happen to those hats? What's their fate? Oh, uh, mom says she put them in a, uh, a case. Uh, she says she won't remember it all. So I guess that's I guess that's where they're going. <laughs> Antonio, I gotta ask: Is your mom around? Is she like uh, in the room with you? Uh, she was. She's in the living room now. Get her. Bring her on here. <laughs> let, let's let's ask her what it means to be you to have her boy going to Washington. Yeah. This oh, is incredible. Ready. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> Antonio, what's your mom's name? Annette, here she comes. Okay. Hi, Annette. Mom, Thank I you very much. Mom, mom and her sister coming in. <laughs> All right, every, bring everybody in. Yeah, bring, bring the, the whole family. family. Yes, bring the family. Annette, Hello. You, we understand you're from the Upper Marlboro area. Born and raised in Upper Marlboro, but the family actually lives right there by the stadium now, right there in uh, Capitol wow. Heights. Wow. What does it mean to have your son drafted by the Redskins? Oh, it's, it's great. It's it, it, it is great. And uh, Redskins was actually, I mean, Redskins was my team coming up, but I've been here like 27 years, so I kind of wow. went to the Falcons. But, um, you we'll know, I still back. We'll take you back. But my mom, oh, my gosh, she's passed away now. But uh, when I say she would have been so proud, she was a diehard wow. Redskin. We even buried her with her jersey. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Antonio, what does that mean to you? You're going to be wearing the jersey your grandmother's buried with. Um, A lot. Like I said, they were so far away, so it was limited time with her. 
But, um, you know, she meant a lot to us. Um, I know how much she meant to my uh, mom and the family. Um, everybody was always over her house growing up. Um, and she she loved the kids. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of, I think that was my second tattoo. Um, I got a tattoo on my uh, forearm. So she was she was a real important piece in the family. So that's going to mean a lot to be able to play. Annette, I got to ask you this. If my timeline's about right, do you remember Brian Mitchell, B. Mitch, that played for the Redskins? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that's even better. I'm going to be honest. I don't. That's fine because, B, I want you to answer this. Antonio's skill set as a running back that catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, explosive athlete. He's talking about returning kicks, returning punts. Kind of reminds me of a raging Cajun from Louisiana that had a hell of an NFL career. Oh, yeah, and I think that's the thing about it. And I love his answer when I asked him about what he loves playing the most because, like Coach Gibbs told me, the more you can do, the longer you can play. I ended up playing 14 years because I could play multiple positions. Antonio, don't just settle with one. Do all of them but make sure you're very effective at them all. We had Santana Moss on as well. He's done a lot of things as well. He played 14 years in the league. Yes, so, hey, aspire for something like that, man. Keep, keep doing it. And now, you, since you know this was your grandmother's favorite team, you got some stuff to go prove, man, and, and a yes, lot sir. to wish for. Annette, what was your reaction like? What was the family's reaction? They got it before us. They got it before us. So, <laughs> I guess we, had, we was on a Zoom call, and they kind of got it before us. Uh, you can hear them screaming over there. Uh, I think the pick was just coming up for us. Uh, that's when, you know, I kind of shed a little tear, you know, enjoyed the uh, moment with my mom and sister and then, you know, family and friends. How many How many Gibson jerseys are going to be ordered tonight and through the weekend for this whole family <laughs> oh, here? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot coming. It's going to be a lot. When I say we have huge, huge family in Maryland, it's going to be a lot. A small piece of advice. Don't order the jersey yet because they'll probably change his number after roster cut. <laughs> you don't need to have a Gibson 74 jersey or something. Hey, there's nothing wrong with 74. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of things well, wrong. Well, he has mom. I want whatever one he has. So if he has 74, I want that one. There you show. go, mom. Yeah. You, you have them all. But they can go with all those hats. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming Appreciate on. It. It's really neat to you. see what it means to the whole family. And uh, you got a family reunion every Sunday once you get to Washington. It's got to be an yeah, incredible yeah. feeling. For sure, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations, man. Much success. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. Let's bring in Mr. Terry McLaurin, and this is really cool. Ryan Day, head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, joins us as well. Gentlemen, thank you very much for both your time. I hope you and your families, everybody's happy and safe. 
I know I'm supposed to kind of lead this thing, but I just want you two to talk because you two know each other very well. Let's just have a catch-up session real quick before we start digging in. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Maybe I had a chance to catch up with Terry really other than just saying hi. So, I mean, how you got to be kidding me. How fired up are you? We got uh, we got Chase there. You had Dwayne last year. I mean, this is the yeah. uh, Columbus of uh, the, the, the DMV. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty cool to have, you know, some familiar faces on the team, obviously happy for Chase kind of just to see, you know, I just got to see when he first got to Ohio State to the man that he is now. And then, you know, he was a, a leader for the team last year. So I feel like he's come into a great room too. I feel like our D-line is one of our strongest units on our team. And um, I know he's going to come in hungry. So it's pretty cool to have another familiar face, I'd say. Crazy thing um, is that both those guys are from the Maryland area. So they're going to be close to home. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I think it's more than just football for them. You know what I mean? And they have an ability to know how they get outreach to the community as well. Like I'm really interested to see how they'll impact the community too. So we have a quite a few DMV guys actually on the team now. So it's probably a pretty cool feeling to play for your hometown team. Coach Day, I'm going to jump in here. How do you expect Chase? Everybody talks about his game on just another level. How do you expect him to immediately impact the NFL as a rookie? Well, I think it'll be similar to what Terry did. You know, I think, you know, coming out of Ohio State, talk about it all the time, but it's real. I mean, you're going against the best players every day on the other side of the ball. So it's like practicing in the NFL. And, uh, you know, that combined with what our strength and conditioning coach, Mick Marotti, does to these guys in terms of preparing them physically and mentally and emotionally to compete every day. I think that's why you see, you know, guys like Terry just excelling. It isn't, it's just one thing to get drafted and have the opportunity, but it's another thing to see our guys do so well and create careers in the NFL. Um, you know, Chase is a little bit different than Terry, you know, in the fact that you know, he was three years and done. But but I think he stepped up in a big way this year. Year three is always a big year for, for a lot of those guys. And I thought his leadership was excellent and think that he really came into his own. You know, I think when you look at his uh, talent, his ability, but also his skill set, his pass rush skill set, too, it's, it's pretty elite right now. Now, he's going to have to learn as, as time goes along, but he's just going to make a lot of plays. And I think he's going to be, you know, a generational talent for the program. Terry, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little yeah. bit. JP and Pete <laughs> and I right. just yelled at each other a little bit. Chase Young will have a successful rookie year if? He continues to learn. I think he has all the things that you look for at that position physically. And um, if he just continues to learn, he continues to be hungry, he can be successful in this league. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, obviously a big step up, but I feel like the advantage that he has, he's coming from a great D-line coach and Coach Johnson back at Ohio State. He's seen great players go before him with the Bosa brothers and Taekwon and Jalen Holmes, Sam Hubbard. So he knows the blueprint to be successful. But as long as he continues to come in here and, and just learn as much as he can and apply that to what he's doing in practice to the field and the games, he'll be successful. But having the guys that he has with his unit is really going to help him a lot because it's going to be a very competitive D-line. Coach, I'll ask this one you first, and then maybe Terry can follow up after. You've, you've coached tons of players, and Terry, you've seen lots of great teammates there at Ohio State. But, Coach, when did you first notice – do you have a story or maybe a piece of footage or something where you looked at Chase and said, all right, he's not just a really good Buckeye. This guy's going to go on to do really, really big things and be a top pick in the NFL. When did that first really hit you? I think it was right when he, when uh, Terry will probably tell you the same thing, when he first got on campus and even as a freshman, just saw it. I mean, you just, the length, the size, the power. And, you know, there were times where, you know, we had, we had NFL tackles out there, Jamarco Jones and Isaiah Prince. And, you know, there's times where he, they'd beat him. Uh, you know, they beat those guys. Now he didn't do it all the time. And he was still learning and he'd make mistakes, but you saw those flashes. And then um, you made some big plays for us as a, as a sophomore, you know, made the huge play to win the game at Penn State. Sanders, smother, 
Chase Young. Another big play. Ohio State makes a stop and takes over. And then, you know, kind of worked through an ankle injury, but then, you know, really started all to come together this year when he just became completely dominant. Hey, Coach, you mentioned Dwayne when we when we started there. I'm curious how you thought his rookie year went and, and what kind of growth you hope to see from him his second year in the pros. To be honest, I was so, we were so tied up in our stuff. We, I didn't really get a chance to follow it all that much. But what I, you know, I felt like all along was that, you know, he, he didn't get the, um, you know, the luxury of what Terry McLaurin had, which was, you know, five years of a program where he was, you know, just grinding and working and learning it his, uh, his trade. And, you know, you, you got a, you got a man when he walked into the building, you know, uh, Dwayne, you know, he really didn't have a whole bunch of reps under his belt. You know, he still is a work in progress. And the good, the good thing is he's got a great ceiling. If he just keeps learning and keeps growing, then he's just going to keep going like this, but you know, Dwayne played one year. And so this was the second year of, of starting and, and playing, you know, real football. And so, you know, that was a big jump for him. But he's very, very talented. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And if he stays humble and keeps working hard, then he'll just keep improving. And then and then the rest will take care of itself. So some cool news for you both. Uh, J.K. Dobbins just got drafted by the Ravens. Terry, I know that's cool for you, but think about this for you, Coach. Yeah. I mean, you saw Chase and then Jeff Okuda go back-to-back in the first round. Your guys are coming off the board quick. How cool is that for you personally to see your guys take that next step? Well, what's neat is right now we're just knee-deep in recruiting and to see young men and their families decide to come to Ohio State and then to see it come to fruition. You know, everybody has a different story. I mean, Damon Arnett is similar to Terry McLaurin. I, I say it all the time. You know, Terry was the offensive version. Damon was the defensive version. Everybody has their own journey. You know, it's, it's never going to go the way you think. And both of these guys came back and, you know, they, you know, Terry could have been, you know, drafted in the NFL. Who knows exactly where he'd been drafted, but he decided to come back for a fifth year, just like Damon Arnett did. And they come back, they have unbelievable senior years. And now they're ready to go play. And, and Damon Arnett's ready. He gets to the 19th pick, and I'm so happy for him. And the fact that he gets to come back and, and be a first-round draft pick, it just it goes to show you that you know hard work does pay off. And again, I, I just I couldn't be prouder of a guy than Terry McLaurin. And I just you know I say it all the time for for what he's done, and, and he's just a, a great guy who's working hard. And it's all paying off for him, you know. And the stories you don't know about him is like his relationship with my son. And my son looks up to him like he's a, he's an older brother and an uncle. And the impact he had on our program off the field is still being felt. And, um, and it just it goes to show you again how cool our program is and that, you know, when, when you do recruit these guys to come into your program, it's all real. Now, it's up to them to do it. But when you when you sell somebody on a dream and then you see it actually happen, it's really neat. Our nickname for Terry is a coach's dream because he does everything right. The way he interacts with the media, the way he is in the locker room. And we got to see there for a minute him him talking to your son. It, it uh, he's a special he's a special guy, and it's it's fun to watch him on the field and off the field. I'm not even going to bother coach with this, but Terry, do you know yeah. you know Pete from being in the locker room all the time? You know he's a Michigan fan, right? Who who again? Pete, <laughs> right right, right oh, here, yeah. Terry. I'm holding up a holding up a Michigan water bottle. Yeah, I'm did. Sorry about it. No, nah, you're good. Bad luck, I know. Yeah, we're not going to take the bait. We're just going to yep. Nah, that's what I tell him. See, just so keep winning every year. Us. That's all you have to worry about. You don't need to say anything. They try to bait us, and I said, just we'll be waiting on the last game of the season, and we'll see. But uh, <laughs> when you when you train for a team three sixty five like the Buckeyes do, you you set yourself up for a successful game, and you know it, you eat, breathe, sleep it. And people, I mean, you guys laughed at me when I still call them the team up north. It's just that type of lifestyle. So I know they're working hard, even at home right now, just figuring out how they could get that edge over them. So. We'll, we'll see. I don't. We'll, we don't make well, any games. Mitch and JP are two Maryland guys, so 
their yeah. highlight is when they almost beat Ohio State a couple years ago. So congratulate <laughs> them for almost winning a couple years ago. <laughs> Pete, what was the last time you had been a lot. I tell you what, we had Terry in that game. Oh my gosh, a couple of big, I mean, a bunch of big plays. At one point, we were just throwing it straight up in the air to him. He was pulling it down. And Terry McLaurin making plays all over the place. And we got out of that one just barely. Hey, Coach, mm-hmm. how tough is it to come into Bird Stadium? They're all hard. Trust me, they're all hard. There's no easy ones. <laughs> no bait. Thank you very, very much. I sincerely appreciate it. Mitch wore his scarlet, and I think there's some gray in there for you. We are back. I hope you enjoyed those interviews as much as we enjoyed doing them. It was very cool just to kind of be a part of draft night. And, like, I've talked to plenty of draft picks now from big schools that go early, and that's a very cool thing. But talking to – and Memphis isn't necessarily a small school, but it's not a Power 5 conference, and it was a third-round pick. And he was at his home. Maybe part of this is, like, the quarantine aspect of it because there's not a lot of people around. It just felt so personal talking to Antonio Gibson, I thought. I agree. It was He was – talking to the player right after he gets selected is always so fun. I mean, that must have been, what, 10 minutes or so after he was selected. You could see he was still – he was still excited. His family was still excited. He was rocking the Redskins cap. It, it was cool to – it was cool to get that time with him, and, and he was just so so genuine. I mean, you could tell that, that I think he was, a, you know, a little surprised – because he hadn't talked to the Redskins, obviously, that much. But he was super excited, and obviously that connection at D.C. was awesome. Okay, let's talk Trent. We're headed towards – this is a mess. Uh, we're not quite there. But I think at this point, you're going to need to get a couple of fourths and a fifth to, to salvage this, to save face. I don't know who's at fault. I'm not sure it's the Redskins. I don't know what kind of advice and information is coming out from Trent and his agent, you know, there's been all sorts of reports. I've heard lots and lots of different things, most of which I can't really get into. I'll say this. I know with the Vikings at one point, all they were offering was a fifth. And I don't blame the Skins for not for saying no. Um, that may have changed tonight, Friday night, because I, we've been on TV for hours and I'm not exactly sure what happened. But, you know, the day three pick was not a fourth. So here we are. I don't know what's going to happen for 2020. We're, we're getting closer to that. I still think if you listen to Ron's comments, if you listen to Kyle Smith, they believe time is on their side. I, I think they are okay with trading him for 2021 draft picks, or you get a deal done tomorrow that are 20, it's a 2025th and a 2021 third. And that is how you make all this work. I just don't know. We did this last night. I don't even remember what the question was, but like how nervous are you or how, how is this looking? Pete, how nervous are you? How is this looking? Well, like that makes sense for them to now get something for Saturday and something for next year, but who the hell is going to want to do that? The Vikings got a new left tackle on Friday night. It's just, I saw a really good tweet, I think from Howard, the AP writer who kind of joins in on conference calls and stuff. He said, the Redskins may have waited it out so long that the only team who needs, needs a left tackle are the Redskins. Like, <laughs> you always like to say, JP, you got to find someone else to dance with. So I don't necessarily blame them for standing strong. I do think more of this holdup is from the Trent and agent side, whether it's contract demands or just that side not necessarily working uh, at its most efficient way. 
But I also think Ron at some point is just going to get so tired if he hasn't already. He's trying to plan for the long term while also juggling this hand grenade that's like been in his pocket for a long time now. I think I'm still. Hit me with that analogy one more time. I think I like it. He's trying to plan for the long term while juggling a hand grenade that's been in his pocket since he got here. And I cannot believe we're still talking about this. It, every time it's like, yes, they're at a checkpoint. There's a fork in the road. This is where it's going to happen. And then we move forward and they're still together. I don't know. I, I'm, it's, I'm worried that they're going to just have to really swallow a tough pill. And I think Ron will be, in the end, just content to do it and move on finally. Finally, whenever it happens, make it over with. I think you're in a situation with them where it's almost like you got to just take whatever you're going to get for them. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a, a fifth this year and, and a conditional third next year based on games played or something like that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I guess there's no harm in holding on to them. But like you said, you're getting player teams are filling those holes. They're, they're starting to stop up those gaps that they have and, I don't know where that trade partner is going to come from now. I mean, obviously, Trent's better than these guys that they're picking in the in the in the third round or whatever. But I don't know if it's going to be worth having to give up both uh, draft capital and having to sign them to a new contract. You look at what Laramie Tunsil just got: three years, sixty-six mil, fifty-seven guaranteed. And I think that Trent Trent might not get that full that, as big of a contract as him. But I mean, that 57 guaranteed is 19 a year. You know, Trent's slated to make 13. Like, he's going to want more than more than the 13, and probably pretty close to that 19. You know, that 19 number. And maybe there's funny money to make it look bigger. But that's a pretty damn big contract for somebody who's 32 years old and or about to be 32, and and hasn't played in a year, and obviously has the has the uh, the injury the injury pass. But I do think that's what you have to. That's what teams are going to have to look at paying him, whether, whether it's right or wrong. I think that's what he's looking for. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up the curtain here a little bit. I, will, I currently owe you a one bottle of bourbon, right, Mitch? For the, uh... Yes. Well, sure, sir. What do you mean? Yes yeah. or no? Yes. Okay. So we have uh, one of our group texts with our Mount Rushmore guys with, with Jay, Danny, and Chuck. I don't even remember what it was. Andrew Thomas? Yeah, you had Tristan Wirfs. I had Andrew Thomas going to the Giants at four. No. It yeah. was uh, whether Wurfs was going to be the pick or not, and it wasn't, and Mitch was right or something. Yeah. yeah. Whether right, it's Wurfs or Andrew Thomas. Mitch was right, and you owe him bourbon. That's the truth. Okay. I'll go double or nothing. All right. Trent plays on his on the last year of his deal in 2020, wherever it is. Okay. I'll take that. Or well, Hold on. Let me clarify. I don't know about plays. If he's dealt, there's no new extension. He's dealt on the last year of his deal. Okay. Uh, but like, he's dealt on the last year of his deal, or he's in D.C. on the last year of his deal? Well, I think there's a cha- I think that we're trending right now to the Redskins, to Ron calling his bluff maybe, and either saying, hey, you're going to come play for us this year, or sit out the year again, and then if there's a compensatory pick or whatever at the end of the day, take that because you're not getting better than that right now. The new CBA, you kind of can't hold out. Like, your contract just remains. Right, so I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But you understand? Do we have a bet? You understand what I'm saying? I think he won't play before without getting a new contract somewhere. It's a bet. Okay. I think a good point though is it doesn't look like teams are going to be getting together anytime soon. I mean, it's the draft now. 
The next thing would really be OTAs, but that sure is canceled. Next thing we're looking at is training camp. So the Redskins, I guess, do have some time because the next time they'd all be together is late July, which is three more months from now. But still, it feels like it's dragging on, and Ron doesn't seem like someone who's a fan of dragging things on. Neither am I. So Ron just say, I know this, could Ron just say, look, Trent, we're going to keep you. You don't want to be here. I don't want you around my team. Can you just stay home? Could he, like, keep Trent away from the team? I mean, if Trent just showed up, he's on the team. I don't I, – I, they could put him on some weird list. I mean, we've put seen him on the non-football injury list again. I mean, he could – Trent could no, walk in and say, my head's still not – Not if he's healthy. If he passes a physical – But what's the, what's the list they put Sua Cravens on? The did not report or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that stuff will happen with Ron. It just seems like a different dude. I don't know, but so this is kind of crazy. It is twelve oh two a.m. here on the East Coast. So I guess it's Saturday morning. How long do they have in between picks on Saturday? Seven minutes, five minutes, ten minutes? On ten? Saturday, I think it's Saturday. I think it's like Friday. three minutes. Both of you have computers. One of you Google it. Let's get the answer. Mitch is googling with his big big paws. Probably so many typos in that search. In the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, each team gets five minutes to make its pick. Five minutes. The Redskins are five minutes away from being on the clock because the third round is over, and they have the second pick in the fourth round. So draft starts at noon. Get ready. I mean, there's going to be a lot of picks happening pretty quick. Yeah. All right, we're going to end it here. None of us know what's going to happen with Trent. It's a mess. On zero is – like the cleanest house in the world. Zero is uh, Martha Stewart's house. Well, I guess she's been in jail. Who's a really clean lady? Who's that lady that did the videos about like getting rid of all your clothes and how to fold? Yeah, I have no idea who that is, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Like Martha Yandow or something. What was her name? <laughs> Zero <laughs> chance Mitch can Google that. <laughs> but is Zero's that lady's house. The Netflix lady that got everybody throwing their clothes away. Ten is my frat room in college the messiest place in the world i've heard some stories about that room it sounded like hell on earth the frat house got condemned by pg county like twice a semester like literally we all had to move out and then like two hours later we were allowed to move back in because we put pizza boxes over the holes in the walls and painted them it wasn't a, it wasn't a safe place but that's a 10 zero is maria maria something pete can you google her please yes um Keep Mitch, you start on a scale of zero to ten how big of a mess is this we're not putting pizza boxes on the wall yet, but it's certainly where we've certainly thrown out, thrown out our clothes and are, are trying to clean this place up. I think it's a five and a half out of 10. I'll throw it at. I think it's a Sounds bullish, pretty big deal, but not the end of the world. So the person we're looking for is, I think it's either Mary or Marie Kondo tidying up with Marie Kondo. That's her. She's yeah. a zero. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but her house is the cleanest house. So that's zero on our scale. 10 is Sigma Chi circa 2000. So Pete, where are you? I would love to get Ron's answer on this because he's only been here for a few months while we've dealt with it for basically a year. I think it's a pretty close to a 10. I'll put it at a nine. I can't believe Mitch is at a five and a half. Because but yet I can because he's every, every time we talk to Ron, whether it's on Zoom after free agency or after every draft pick, it's, hey, you brought this player, you brought this player. Okay, Ron, how about Trent? What's going what? on with him? What's up with the trade? And I just, it's been dragging on and it always seems like it's about to be solved and then it's not solved and teams are falling off left and right. Trade partners are disappearing. It's a nine and it's the pizza boxes are being 
plastered up. We're trying to paint over it. You can still smell the greasy pizza. There's rice skirt, mice and rats. I just said rice scurrying <laughs> around everywhere. It's it's a total mess. All right. I don't think there's I don't think there's rice. I don't think there's mice and rats. Um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever put like you know trash day, whatever day it is in your neighborhood? You mean it's like peach shower, probably. Yo, it might be like peach shower. That's a good call. Trash day in your neighborhood. Everybody puts their trash out Tuesday night to get picked up Wednesday morning. There's a bad thunderstorm, windstorm. By the time you go out to your car the next day, there's stuff everywhere. Because, like, all the cans flew out of the recycling bin. Stuff started knocking over out of the trash. It's not that messy. It's just kind of a giant pain in the butt. Takes you, like, ten minutes to put everything back together. So that to me is like a seven, six and a half, seven. Maybe it's a seven and a half, depending on, you know, how many cans you had. This is trending towards a very, very weird place. And I don't know what happens. I, I know I know there are still teams that want him, but they gotta it, it appears there multi, there might be a lot of factors going into getting a deal done. You gotta wonder what happened. With Minnesota, they have a hundred picks. They just traded back again at the end of the third round. They have so many picks Saturday. We'll see. Um, that's that. Maria Kondo. Marie Kondo, what's her name, Pete? Marie or Mary, not sure, but definitely Kondo. We're losing it. I enjoyed this one, gents. It was a good day. It was a really, really good day. Those interviews were incredible. That was fun. Okay. Uh, Pete, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this journey. It's really fun. We love our listeners. We love our viewers. And thanks for caring so much about the stuff we put out, whether it's serious or goofy or anything in between. And? I owe you a beer or a White Claw because White Claws are delicious and I'm drinking one right now. Oh, boy. You almost nailed it, kid. Yeah, because like JP always mentions, Tua Mania hasn't kicked in yet. Phony Tua Mania. What was that Anybody? supposed to be? Phony Beatlemania. That was my... British accent? Yeah. Do you at least know the song? Pete has Be- no idea. Do you, let's hear your British accent. Is it actually a Beatles song? No. Oh, it's a Clash okay. song. Okay. Sorry. Don't know much you know Clash. I don't... You're both dumb. <laughs> um, JP's the... Oh, I keep forgetting. You're not the oldest one. Or he is yes, the oldest is. one on the pod. Yeah. Mitch just looks older. Those are references we don't get, me and Mitch. We're the youngins. Youngins. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.